You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now something interesting happens as the Prophet is going back from Ta'if. As the Prophet is going back from Ta'if, he passes by a valley called the Valley of the Jinn. As he's passing by that valley, the Prophet stays in that valley because it was a long way to Mecca, you know, you couldn't get to Mecca in one one day, It, it took a few days to get to Mecca. So the Prophet is passing by that valley, he sleeps in that valley, in the morning by dawn the Prophet is now praying to Allah and he recites verses of the Quran. Now in that valley there were jinn who inhabited that valley or they were passing by that valley, they hear someone reading something captivating. So they come close to the Prophet, they're hearing the Qur'an and it seems that they have a conversation with the Prophet So they hear the Holy Qur'an, they're shocked at the beauty of this book, we've never heard anything like it. So they go back to their people of the jinn and they tell them what happened. We met this messenger, he was reading the Qur'an and many of them believed in the Qur'an. After this incident, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals which surah in the Quran? Surah Al-Jinn. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qul uhiya ilayya annahu istama'a nafarun min al-Jinn. Faqalu inna sami'na Qur'anan ajaba. Say it has been revealed to me that a group of the jinn heard the Quran and they say this is a wondrous Quran. Yahdi ila al-Rushd. It guides to goodness and so we believed in it and we shall never commit shirk. So even the jinn would be pagans and they would be worshipping the idols. Once they heard the Qur'an, many of them believed in the Holy Qur'an. So now what's the real story behind this incident? We have, you know, historical accounts, some of them for example narrated by Ibn Abbas. He states that, when the jinn heard this Qur'an, something happened in the heavens, in the skies. Before the advent of Islam and the Holy Qur'an, the jinn would normally go to a place in the heavens, not in the paradise, when I say heavens meaning in the higher skies. The angels usually hold meetings in that heaven, in that sky. You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commissioned the angels to run the affairs of the universe, right? So they discuss important things about this universe and about the future of the world. The jinns and they were you know spearheaded by Iblis, Iblis the devil is a jinni, along with his aides they would go and eavesdrop on the angels, the Quran mentions this, they would go and they would hear the conversations of the angels and they would take sensitive information from them about future worldly events. So now they had some knowledge of the future 
because they heard, they listened on the angels, they would come back down to the earth and there were evil people called Kahana. Kahin in Arabic. Kahin in Arabic has two meanings. One of them is a reverend, a priest. The other meaning of a Kahin is a soothsayer. Soothsayers, you know, how did they have knowledge of the future? Because sometimes they didn't get it right. Through the jinn. The jinn would make contact with them. They would share with them some of that information. And then the soothsayers would go and say that to people. And that gave them a very important status. People are like, wow, these guys know the knowledge of the future. Interesting. And historically, soothsayers had a high position in society. Now, they were false prophets. Sometimes they would even claim to be prophets. Even Roman emperors, they would consult them in matters of their government, when they wanted to make decisions, to anticipate the future they would actually consult these soothsayers to see what happens and sometimes you know they would get it right. By the way speaking of the Roman emperors, you know it has been documented in history that once a seer, one of those soothsayers, uh, told Julius Caesar, beware the Ides of March. Which day is the Ides of March? The middle, which is the 15th, which subhanAllah was today. And today was also the birthday of another Sayyid. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. So this soothsayer says, beware the Ides of March. So Caesar is kind of concerned what's going to happen today. So he meets this soothsayer somewhere, the seer, and apparently nothing had happened that day. He told him, look, what you said was nonsense. I'm still alive and nothing has happened. He told him, Emperor, the day is not over yet. Minutes later, he was stabbed 23 times and he got killed. The Ides of March. So there were soothsayers who would give some information like that. Sometimes they would get it right, yes. Because the jinn would basically steal that information from the angels and they would tell the people. This existed. Now why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow the angels, allow the jinn to... Why didn't he block them? Why did he allow them to eavesdrop on the angels? To test the humans. See the soothsayers were tools that Allah actually tested your belief. Do you believe or no? Because if you have a belief system and then a soothsayer who does not believe in any prophet, who's probably even worshiping an idol, he comes and he gives you some knowledge of the future. If you're not a firm believer, you're shaken. Oh, maybe his religion is right. Maybe I should worship the idols because the, soothsay the soothsayers would say, worship idols, do this and you will get the knowledge that I have. See, they would misguide the people and that was really a, a big challenge for humanity. Now the prophets of God through miracles would clarify the path of God, but those whose hearts were weak, this was a big challenge for them. Now what happens with the prophets when Allah sends the Prophet suddenly the jinn, as they're eavesdropping on the angels, they see that they're being struck with meteors, as the Quran says. Fireballs coming at them, removing them from that place. So the jinn would say in Surah Al-Jinn, if you read it, we used to sit and eavesdrop on the angels and then suddenly we see the skies are safeguarded. 
ملئت حرسا شديدا and fireballs would be aimed at us so from that day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevented the jinn from eavesdropping on the angels and getting the knowledge of the future or sensitive information why the barakah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. because he's rahmah for the worlds so this test stopped Allah no longer tested humanity that way we don't have seers anymore, yes? Have you ever wondered why? What, what happened to them? Because remember, they would really tell the truth sometimes. Pro, uh, Prophet Musa salam, the seers, what did they tell Fir'aun? A boy has been born who's going to end your kingdom. He got scared. He actually killed every male baby from Bani Israel. He would slash the stomachs of pregnant women to kill the baby. Because he knew this is not a joke. When a seer is telling you, and not one of them, all of them told him that. Well, how did they get that information? From the jinn who would listen from the angels. The angels were talking about Prophet Musa, and they said, oh, Musa has been born, and he's going to be the, the, the cause of the destruction of the Pharaoh. Well, the jinn would tell the people, these seers, and the seers would tell the emperors, or the uh, kings, or the pharaohs, yes. No, the jinn are just like the human beings in terms of free will. They're tested by Allah. See the Quran, if you read Surah Al-Jinn, it tells you. The jinn are saying, we're just like people. We have good jinns, we have bad jinns, there are believing jinns, there are disbelieving jinns, so they're not programmed. It's out of their, you know, evil choice that they become Shayateen. By the way, who's a shaitan? A bad jinn. An evil jinn, we call him shaitan. So they have to pray too and fast? Yes, they have to pray. They have, we don't know now exactly how they pray because they don't have a physical body that we do, but yes, they have obligations. They have to pray, they have to fast, they have to believe in the Quran, believe in the Prophet. So they have similar obligations. So that means when Muhammad was talking to them or reciting the Quran and he had a dialogue with them? <coughs> Was he able to see them? So the ahadith are not clear. One hadith states he was not, he would not see them physically. He would just hear their voices. But it's possible for the Prophet to see them. So with the issue of the jinn, right, the, the issue with the jinn, while we cannot rule out contact with the jinn, but it was highly minimized after the Prophet. So before the Prophet, there was a lot of contact between humans and jinn. But after the advent of Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, minimized their contact or even sometimes completely blocked their contact. So it's possible for some people to be in, in touch with jinns, but it's very unlikely. My analysis is many people, the average person who claims to have heard a jinn, see a jinn, it's, it's just their imagination, let's say. Sometimes where you're in a certain psychological state, you actually start hearing things and seeing things, right? It's not necessarily to the point of hallucination, but it's a type of it. So I would probably discredit many of these claims. Nonetheless, it's possible. There have been some correct accounts of people, even in our modern era, who've had contact with the jinn. But it's very rare and isolated. But before the Prophet it was very common. Yes. Uh, I 
Are we still superior to the jinn or are we at the same level as them? So the human being is potentially superior than the jinn, yes. The intellectual capacity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to the human being and it's fully embodied in the ma'sumin of course is higher than the capacity of the jinn. So they are tested like we are tested but because they don't have our physical desires and bodies they're tested differently. So their salah fasting would be a different form than our salah and fasting. But just like us Allah has given them an intellect they can choose right or wrong. Yes. Yes, we do have authentic hadiths, the imams, because they are universal leaders, they had contact with the jinn. There's a famous story of the jinn walking in the form of a python in the um, Masjid al-Kufa, the mosque of Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, and it spoke to the imam السلام. This has been documented in history. That's why if you've gone to Masjid al-Kufa, there is a door called what? Bab? Anyone? By, yeah, what's Python in Arabic? Thu'ban. Have you passed through Bab al-Thu'ban? That's the gate where the jinn in the form of a python entered the mosque and spoke to Imam Ali No, 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 of course it's not the original door but it's the place of it. Yeah, same area. Wait, so was that just the vessel that the jinn came from or is this something that they're able to do? As in like they have so the jinn sometimes they can take physical forms, they do have that capacity within certain conditions of course and sometimes the shaitan. We have uh, in our hadiths in history of the prophets and even in the history of Ahlul Bayt sometimes shaitan, the devil would take on some human forms and some other forms.